Good morning, good morning. Here I am, Brenda Eshen Shoshana, back again with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And how here we are on a new chapter or era of focusing on Zen and relationships, which we could also say Zen, the secret practice of love. That's a very big word, love. And relationships are also, these are two very big words, which is why Zen is so wonderful in teaching us not to get hooked by words, ideas, letters, thoughts, but to go directly, directly to the experience of the moment of your life and whatever, whatever it is we call our relationship. You know, so many of us are hunting, hunting for a relationship, <clears throat> just the way we hunt for a good meal or, <laughs> or a piece of candy. Or maybe for some of us, it's even like an ice cream. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I'm hungry, hungry, hungry. Fill me up, fill me up. That's what drives us into what we call a relationship. And of course, that kind of urge or craving is normal. And it, and, but to put that need on the relationship already, there's disaster coming. To go to a relationship to make you full or happy or fulfilled or whatever word you want, right away we see, warning, 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 pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. A relationship isn't a big cookie. It's not, that's not what it is to make you happy all the time. That's what we think it is, a big treat. And it will solve all the problems in our life, all the edges that have not been looked at, cared for, or attended to. And in fact, we won't have to then be do anything much except be happy in our relationship, take care of our relationship in whatever way we do, and everything will be okay. That's the fundamental illusion that is beneath our relationships, and that's why we have so much pain, disappointment, rejection, all of that in them. That's why so many divorces on and on. It just comes from a very simple, simple point of not really knowing what a relationship is, what it's for, what we are here for. Wanting it to solve all our problems, take care of us, take care of me, that's the cry of a baby. And many, many of us still have that cry echoing, echoing, especially these days when the world seems so confusing and chaotic. Take care of me, show me the way, show me, show me, give to me, make things all right. So that's thinking of a relationship as a bandage of some kind. So anyway, that's why we're going to really explore from the Zen point of view, what is a relationship? Let's look at that today. What is it? What is it? You know, sometimes I like to think of it this way, that there are, of course, there are, this is just very perfunctory because there are endless relationships. We're having relationships every minute. Life is nothing but relationship, <clears throat> connection interaction, exploration, that's what it is, with ourself, certainly as well, with our breakfast, with our food, 
with the sunshine, with the moon, with everything, with our plants. If we're present enough and open enough, we can even feel the incredible, incredible friendship received by plants in your house, how they talk to you, how they sing songs, how they grow, 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 grow so so quickly and beautifully when they feel heard and loved and tended to. They are so alive. <clears throat> and yet we don't give it usually that kind of attention, that kind of honor. That honor, we to honor the plant, to know it's a living being with its own song to sing, its own message to, to share with us in its own way. Now, with words, of course, much more intimate than words. So, let's, I would say that there are three fundamental kinds of relationships beyond the fact that we're constantly relating every moment with everything. Number one, a relationship with ourselves. How we connect to this being that we are. Who are we? How, how, how do we treat ourselves? What do we want from ourselves? What do we give ourselves? How do we view ourselves? That's a very fundamental basic point. And that, of course, is a point that Zazen itself handles and, and addresses so profoundly. Because in practice, we do not move, we sit still, and we explore <clears throat> our relationship with ourself. It emerges. It, we can't keep it away. But there we are. And whatever is inside comes up. If it's pain, if it's joy, if it's restlessness, whatever it is, we meet it directly on the cushion. Can't, you can't avoid it. Sitting, 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 sometimes days, sometimes hours, many, ultimately years. Beautiful time to to build that beautiful rela and relationship with ourselves and to know, in fact, who's building it, who are we, what's happening, because all those questions, they can be answered from within, not with words again, but with a kind of knowingness, an intimacy, a connection, which, which is what relationship is, connection that Zazen practice provides. And then, of course, we have our many, many, many relationships with other people of all kinds, of all kinds. Parent, child, friend, sister, brother, lover, husband, wife, enemy, friend, all co colleague, many, 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 many kinds of relationships with others which, of course, inevitably simply reflect in certain ways our relationship with ourself. It's complicated and it's interesting. We often try to get from the relationship which we, something which we won't give ourselves. Or we try to find out who we are in a, through the eyes of another in a relationship with another try to have value in that way. So it can become very intertwined, and it's very interesting. 
And the third relationship, fundamental relationship, is a relationship we have with the divine, with God, with spirit, with the universe, higher self, whatever word you want to use to, to describe that. Our relationship with the infinite, with life and death, with the meaning, with what we're doing here, with, with our relationship with that. Three different, And often we will use one relationship to avoid another or we try to get from one relationship what we need. We try to get that meaning from one thing where it comes from another. We can get very mixed up and very confused about that. Ultimately, when, ultimately of course, when all three relationships merge, then we are one, they are one, and clarity is here and beauty is here. Wherever we are, whatever we're in relationship with then, wholeness and, and beauty is here and meaning is here. We can see so much more deeply into what our life really is and what it can be too, what it will be, what it is. So one of the questions I I really think is so beautiful to ask ourselves is when we are in a relationship with another person or even with ourselves, the question is, well, what is this relationship dedicated to? Now, that question might be very strange to you because what do you mean? relationship dedicated to, people don't usually think quite that way, but it's a very powerful and a very helpful way to think, to dedicate it. What am I dedicating this to? Am I dedicating it to my being happy? (laughs) Is this relationship dedicated to making me feel good? And even our relationship with ourselves, what is it dedicated to? Is it the relationship to the other person maybe dedicated to making the other one happy? Is it dedicated to touching the truth of our life? You know, they say that our relationship can be a doorway for the divine as well, which it certainly can, an encounter with the divine. Am I dedicating my relationship so that it becomes a doorway, an opening for me to experience the true taste of love? the exquisite experience of oneness, of knowingness. I'm very drawn right now to tell you a little beautiful story uh, that Martin Buber tells about that. You know he was a great philosopher, theologian at one time, uh, who wrote many books, including I Am Thou and Between Man and Man. And in one of his books he was talking about, one day he was going on the train for a ride, and he was on the train, and he had his newspaper up in front of him, which <laughs> those days they had newspapers, a reading, and, and the person next to him on the seat also was behind his newspaper reading. They were sitting seat by seat, but each of them behind their newspapers reading. Maybe we could even say almost hidden away from one another or maybe hiding behind the newspaper. How many of us use our relationships to hide? Who knows? Anyway, at that particular day, they were driving, the train was moving along, and the way he put it was so wonderful. He said, suddenly, the veils between the two of them lifted out of nowhere. 
They just lifted. And communication streamed back and forth between them unreservedly. Oh my goodness, how beautiful. Connection, communion, communication. The veils lifted. Two strangers, so-called strangers sitting on the train. And communication streamed between them. That's not the, something they did consciously, but it, it streamed between them. They let go of that defensiveness somehow, the veils, all the walls that we put up between one another. And communication streamed. And suddenly, they knew all they could, everything about one another, without a word, without even looking at each other. Deep soul connection happened at that moment. Now, how beautiful, because that kind of communion, connection, it's, words aren't needed. In fact, words get in the way, because it goes way beyond words. It goes into a realm of deep oneness, deep, deep oneness, deep closeness. And that is such, that, of course, that moment was utterly unforgettable. Maybe it lasted more than a moment. Now, you know, I know we've all had little tastes of that. Maybe some of us have had big tastes of it. I'm sure they have. We have. That's another way to dedicate a relationship to allowing, allowing that stream of communication, of connection, of love, which is another word for real love. It's utterly... It seems utterly beyond us, but it's, you see, it's not caught in a personal grabbing or grasping, I want this, I want that. All wanting in a way goes, and fear goes too, because those veils are dropping away. So the truth, so the connection, so who we really are can touch one another. And in that touching, we are forever changed. <laughs> Wherever we're brought home, we could say. We see possibilities we never even imagined before in relationships. We could have that, you know, in Zazen. That happens too when we're sitting, sitting, sitting. Something streams, communication streams, love streams from one part of the unknown, unseeable, invisible part of ourselves to another. It happens on the cushion alone as well. And it certainly happens as we're all sitting together in the Zendo, during sessions, particularly, I think, of many hours of sitting, nobody's looking at each other, talking to each other, and yet in this deepening silence that grows and grows as our veils, as our walls, as our defenses melt, 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 the true essence of who we are, that communication streams to one another. And it's such a tremendous experience of oneness, of love, of bonding, of knowing. Indeed, it is a beautiful, beautiful activity to dedicate our relationships to, to that closeness, to that oneness. Can you only imagine if the world could let these veils and these defenses drop and just be still? 
and allow that to stream, that love, that innate, inherent closeness. I think even if some of us do it, it's such a healing, healing, important activity to soothe the world in general, to balance it, to bring sanity, to bring healing, not only to our own lives, but to certainly the lives of many. So I'm happy to be able to share this little story with you today. Love talking with you. (laughs) See, you're not here in person, but I feel the presence of those listening. Even before you're listening to it, I feel the presence. And and some of you, maybe I'll never see, probably not, but it doesn't matter. Communication is streaming, and it feels wonderful, wonderful. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And the um, if you want to reach me with actual words or whatever, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you again. And have a, have a beautiful day. And think a bit, what am I dedicating my day to, my relationship to, my life to? Bye-bye. Have a great day.